Version. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. Let me try it once. Uh, all right, all right. Hey everyone, RC Heli Nation version 2.0. This is episode 29, and I am Dan. Hey, uh, hey, Dan. <laughs> and, and and I am, <laughs> I am the Rob. You are the Rob, and I am the Jake, and and we are yes. missing a Dan. Yep, we are short one person. Uh, Dan is uh, he's taking a little personal time for this episode, uh, um, so we decided we would take the boat for a spin. Hopefully, it don't sink the sucker before he gets back next week. So, Dan, we wish you luck and hope you feel better. Yeah, I, I think he um, OD'd on the apple juice there, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? I gave him too much Gowie Kool Aid. Now he can't stop. Gowie Kool Aid and apple Sorry. juice do not mix. No, <laughs> steer clear. So, uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Jake, last um, week? Oh, I've been flying. I don't know about you, but nice. I've been flying. It's been cold, but I've been flying. Or at least trying. Yeah, to. right on. You get some more flights on that Goblin or what? Yeah, yeah, I've got, uh, oh, I don't even know how many flights I have on it now. I, I flew yeah. it three times yesterday afternoon, so I'm happy. Nice. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I got. I haven't flown much this last week. It's been kind of chilly up here, but it's been windy as hell. I can't believe how windy it's been, so... You know, last year I would fly in the wind and the cold and whatever, but I don't know. This year I just, it's not in me, I guess, and I just didn't want to dick with it. So, um, but yeah, soft. I flew last night. Um, I brought it to, to work with me and I went outside and flew and I was doing a great job and I was trying to move some of my tricks down a little bit lower, um, but um, had a little belly flop and crack with skids and popped the two tail blades. I just broke them both at the root. So my heli's sitting there level, but it's pirating like crazy. So I do an auto from, I was probably 15 feet up and. I killed all the momentum, which is nice before I hit the ground, but I did uh, I did crack one of the blades, the main blades or whatever, but it's not a big deal. Nothing else was damaged or whatever. But um, nice. Nice. So. so no bent shafts or anything? No, no, my shaft doesn't lean to the left or anything like that. It's straight <laughs> as narrow, at least as far as I can tell. I might have to take it off and stroke it and find out if it's straight. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what's kind of depressing? All right, this, this happened to me yesterday. I have four sets of batteries for the Goblin. Yeah. And I have... So that's eight from, total then, right? Yeah. So I have yeah, eight nice. packs total. I go up and I fly, and I was flying with some friends or whatever, and it starts getting towards those twilight hours, and I'm flying. I was like, all right. And I was on the third out of the fourth flight. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it easy and whatever. So I land. I'm done. And then we're coming back down the hill. I'm like, man really kind of sucks to come home with charged batteries <laughs> right it's not yeah. supposed to happen <laughs> it's like unfinished business there it is it is yeah yeah i don't know man it could be for the better though sometimes because i know just about every time i say all right just one more flight that's usually the one where i i carry my helicopter away in a bag of parts and yeah so. yeah that one more flight syndrome's pretty vicious 
Yeah, it's pretty vicious. Dude, it just sounded like you just sounded like you were R two D two with Down syndrome just then. I don't I, know if you can I hear it on R2 your end, D2. but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like a lot of lag. I don't know if it's gonna be on the actual recording or not. Probably not. But so yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing really new going on this week. I guess it's um, seems kind of quiet for news. I haven't seen any new, really new hotness out there really lately. I guess a lot of stuff, same stuff we've been talking about. I guess it's just kind of in the works or whatever. But. Uh, um, well, hold on. Where, where's the news intro, Mister? I don't oh, know. Oh shit, we do need vocal that, king. Right? We'll call you a vocal <laughs> king. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the vocal matador. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I think it's about time for some news. News. News of the quadrant. What? <laughs> what the hell? Where did that come from? This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack, with a little 3D thrown in for good measure. Or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry. And I break a part, or two, on my precious Heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me, because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly, so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, Helipros fly hard because Helipros has the parts. Yes. Yeah. News from Stephen Hawking's wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even right. <laughs> <laughs> Change the batteries. Jump. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of news. You know, I've seen, uh, um, you know, I kind of frequent the uh, the Gowie forums and stuff like that, and I'm seeing pretty regular uh, exposure for that. All kinds of pilots are flying that helicopter. You know, I've seen pilots that are sponsored by other people, you know, trying the X7 just to talk about it and stuff. And so it's uh, turning out to be a fairly popular bird. You know, I know when the X5 first came out, it, there was quite a bit of fervor, but this X7 just seems to be, I don't know, there seems to be a little bit more saturation with this one than was with the x5 but uh, yeah it seems pretty popular i've i've seen a lot of videos of it it, it looks like oh, yeah. it's pretty solid oh yeah for sure for sure i saw this uh i saw one it was a, a speed run and th- these guys were just hauling you know with that and i guess they have this uh uh some sort of other canopy like design or whatever that's meant for like speed or whatever but mm, yeah um, it's pretty cool what about you you got any news um I, ha- I have one small thing. I don't know if you found it yet, but on the Android market, you can now get the um, Mr. Mel head speed calculator. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, that's cool. I want to say it's like two bucks for the app or whatever, but I bought it. Nice. I figured it'd cool. be decent just to have. It does multi-stage gearing too, so I can actually do the goblin and stuff in it, which is cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll do all the math for you. So yeah. is that uh, like some of the other ones where it listens to the sound of the blades then, or... Does it take um, a picture or video of it or what? No, this is like his um, calculator that's on uh, that he has on the website there. Oh, okay. Just so you just punch in the numbers or whatever. I, I haven't played yeah, with yeah. it to see if it has any of those other features, but maybe it does. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I always thought that was a cool idea, but there's something about putting a $500 telephone right underneath a $1,000, $2,000 helicopter and hoping for the best, you know? Yeah. So I, I've always steered clear of those ones. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've never actually tacked my head. I always just trust that the governor's fairly accurate and listen to it. If it sounds okay, we're good. <laughs> yep, yep. That's about where I'm at. I just kind of wing it and, um, you know, how you can tell when you listen to it and it just sounds like a head speed's a little too high or a little too low or whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. So I don't even know what I'm running on my X5. I know it's pretty high up there. It's like, I don't know, like 2,600 RPM or something crazy. 2,700. Wow. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm running but that's how I 28 like it. on my 500, so. Yeah, damn. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a 500. It's not like an X5. It's a little bit smaller, so. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What do you run, like uh, 425s on that thing or what? Um, Yeah, I think they're like 430s. Okay, yeah. Like yeah, that. the ones I got on mine are 530s. And... Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's screaming. The yeah. thing pulls like crazy, you know, but uh, it's fun. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've been practicing a couple of new moves. I've, uh, I said, I mentioned it on the last episode. I, I guess you could say rediscovered, uh, the AOL nation song at sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I dig that song. You know, I really only like like the first minute and a half of it or whatever, but, uh, I've been practicing on the sim to that, and then uh, I've been trying to translate some of that to real life. Of course, yesterday with the X5, I was doing this, uh, this one of these things I was doing in the sim where I would do like a pyro flip, but I would stop at like choppy to the beat or whatever. So it did like a quarter of a flip and a quarter of a flip all the way around, you know? Nice. And it looks really cool when you pull it off, but then I tried it in the real world, and I think my ass squeezed a little too tight, and I got a cramp <laughs> in my thumb and then crashed and whatever. But uh, uh, what can you do, though? It was fun. Hang on a sec, okay? Yep. What's up, guys? There's two of them. Okay. Two of them. Yeah, okay. That means there's a part two. Yeah, there's going to be a part two. Are you done watching that one? No, there's already a part two. Okay, why don't you go finish watching that one, okay, guys? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, close the door. Hey, hey. I'm working here. Close the door. All right, anyway. (laughs) Uh, I'm waiting for that to happen over here. Actually, my kids out in the living room watching Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, my wife's at work, so I'm uh, I'm trying to multitask. Yep. That's my my version of multitask is a movie, a snack, and a drink, and shh, yep. works. Yep. For a little Some, while. Sometimes it's Lego Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there yeah. Is. There you go. Well, and see, my uh, my Simon, he's five, and I've been getting him used to playing the PlayStation and stuff. I had talked about this way back that for Christmas, we got, quote, the kids of PS3. Actually, we got me one, but uh, got kids games or whatever. And so he's, you know, he's pretty good at doing that, but it's already starting early, man. He's five years old, but for some reason, he's like, like irreversibly drawn to all of those games that are like mature audiences and teen and all of this stuff. (laughs) So, you know, I got him a little big planet and I got me Grand Theft Auto 4. And he's like, can I play Grand Theft Auto 4? And I'm like, no. No, no it's too young. No, you it's can. too old for you. You got to play Big Planet. No, I want to play blah, blah, blah. I won't listen to the bad guys. I won't swear because I caught him one day. He was playing. And then after he was playing, he started swearing. I'm like, oh, shit. I probably shouldn't let him play this game anymore. And so now every time he wants to play, he's like, I promise I won't swear. And I won't shoot the good guys. I'm like, no, you can't <laughs> You can't play it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel's all about that. Do? He's always playing that stuff. Yeah, not not yeah. the mature games, but we have uh, Lego Star Wars. We have that Spyro Skylanders game and Little Big Planet and a couple other kids games. But yeah, yeah, I've what been trying to wean slowly. I've been weaning Simon onto the Sim, and um, his favorite one on the Sim actually is the 
um, the Gowie 330X quadcopter. Just I think he likes the way it looks and it's a little easier to, to not fall out of the sky or whatever. But So I'll give him the sticks and I'll let him play with that for a while. But uh, one of these days I'm going to break open an airplane or helicopter for him and see if he likes it. Yeah, yeah, we do that with Daniel too. He uh, he likes playing on real flight more than Phoenix because I just kind of let him have the controller at that point. And uh, he likes the flying lawnmower. That's his favorite. <laughs> right, right on. The thing flies like crap. It's hard to fly, but he tries and tries and tries. So, yeah. yeah How old is he? Uh, he's five. He just turned five in February. Yeah, yeah. My my Simon turned six here in June. I think this year I'm going to start taking him to some of our fun flies and stuff and see how that goes. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I took Daniel like the one last year. He did pretty well with it, actually. I mean, for being four and at a fun fly, I, we stayed the whole weekend. We camped and stuff, and he was pretty good about it. Yeah, cool. See, that's the one thing I was worried about, you know, trying to camp or whatever. How's he going to – because you know how it is. You know, after everybody's done flying, sometimes there's night flights. People sit around the bonfire and stuff. But, you know, yeah. he's going to want to be tuckered out way before I am, you know. And so, but Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll have a fun. You know, no, just wrap him up in a blanket, sit him on your lap, and you'll put himself to sleep. There you go. That's what happens. (laughs) Nice. All right. So back to helicopters. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So um, you were doing this this uh, Piro flip thing here. And what happened? How'd you put it in? Oh, well, no, I was was doing the move. And, you know, I'm just practicing. So, uh, you know, I can pretty much I can do like one full flip, you know, and it's it's got like six or eight stops in the middle of it you know and then it'll get all the way back and i would stop and you know get a hover and then do it again and so i was just trying to do like two or three in a row and i got like halfway through the second one and my timing was a little off so it started coming down and so i you know how you try and power through like a a mistake or whatever a dumb thumb and so i tried to do that but it, it still hit the ground and whatever you know muscle memory i just hit throttle hold and you know, let it burn off its steam. I just kind of flared it like four feet off the ground and just let it burn as much steam off as I could. And because there's nothing to land on, there's no landing gear, right? Right. No tail, uh, no tail blades or anything. So I just burned it all off, and it it came down. It's just a little dirt, kind of a dirt parking lot area, and so. But but I had uh, um, one of my opti uh, one of my opti power uh, custom canopies on the damn thing, and I chipped the paint on the bottom of it. So. Uh, uh, you know, thanks to Andy, he sent me two of them, so I've got another one. So I'll just use this for my practice canopy now, and use the other one for when I want to show it off and stuff. But there you go, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I should probably do that, but I always fly my nice canopies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got like a stack of them, and you know, I've like in varying stages. You can almost put them in order by how old they are by looking at how much like glue and uh tape are on them you know so yeah i've got yeah the the older they get the heavier they are because I, I do this little trick where you take like super glue and a, like a napkin or a paper towel and it's almost like making a cast inside and yeah so but yeah, um, yeah. it works you know for the time being yeah it works. but i can't i can't fly without a canopy on well i can but i don't know it's just yeah no i, I lose orientation too easy yeah i can't do it yep my eyes aren't that so. good i guess <laughs> <laughs> right well plus that goblin would look unusual as shit without a canopy on it because of the tail the that would look pretty funny thing. actually yeah. yeah yeah weird so what have you been working on lately um i don't know i mean i i still go back to a lot of my basics most of the time and i've been working on autos a lot lately um you know autoing a 500 is a lot harder than it might seem 
Oh yeah, for sure. I, mean, yeah. I bet. I don't know if it's just because of the smaller blade size or what, but yeah. I mean, I can bring it in, and I usually have kind of a hard landing, maybe a small bounce, but I've I've been getting better yeah. at it, so I just keep plugging yeah, right away on. at that. Yeah, it just takes practice. I know them like that's what a T Rex five hundred then. Yeah, because they're a. I've never flown one myself, but I hear people talk about they feel a little bit heavy for the size. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's. It's going to be carrying a lot more moment, like downward momentum, and then blades just—they don't have as good of a disc loading as something a little bigger. But yeah, um, yeah, I usually end up flaring a little bit too early, and then I dump too much head speed, and then I drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last weekend was bad. It was literally like bouncing off the ground and doing a somersault. So <laughs> <laughs> be like, I meant to do that. Yeah, I got away with it like six or eight times, and then I broke a skid, and then I did another four or five times anyways. So. Nah, what can you do? Yep. You know, I can auto like nobody's business on the sim, but you know, it's, I don't know, you know, we, people always go back and forth about how, you know, which one's better, which one's closest to the physics, but, and I like Phoenix, but I know that it doesn't fly exactly like it doesn't, my X5 doesn't real life, you know, so I'm kind of right. cheating myself. The thing got all kinds of extra inertia and extra disc loading on the sim. And then when I get out in real life, it seems to fall like a brick or whatever, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I can auto all day long on the sim, but mm-hmm. that, that's something well, you know, the that funny isn't thing? translating easily for me. A lot of other <laughs> stuff has been translating really well for me, but that that's not doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, like, for me, if, for some reason, if I have to do an impromptu auto, and I wasn't expecting to do one, like something happened or whatever, I have great results with those, and I don't know why. It's like the fight or flight thing or whatever, but when I go up and then go to do one on purpose, it's like I think too much and... I usually end up pancaking it or whatever and losing the skids and shit, but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I figure at this point, I, at least it's in a, a position where if I had a in-flight failure, I think I could at least get it on the ground in mostly one piece. So, <laughs> right. I mean, that's all yeah. that really matters to me about, you know, autos at this point. It's not like I plan on doing TikToking autos or anything. So, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> at least not yet. Puro flipping autos. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get my castle controller going again so I can uh I can turn on that auto rotation recovery cuz I have a good, I have a good time doing the, like blade stops and stuff, but I guess they're kind of cheater blade stops cuz you know, I'm using the speed controller to spool it back up and stuff, but I don't know. Up, <laughs> up. Hang on, did you hear it? I heard did it. You hear it? Here it comes. All right. What's the matter, dude? What happened? Come here. What happened, dude? What did you bang your elbow on, Simon? What did you bang it on, guy? Sit down. What did you bang it on? I heard it on the coffee table. You heard it on the coffee table? Why? I figured I might as well not mute you because Audacity's got this whole on there. You might as well listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well. Oh, I thought it was this bar. So if there was any noise, it would go up. Yeah, it does. Watch. See? Up. 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 See, the black bars go up. That tells me how loud I'm talking. If I whisper, it doesn't go up as far. But if I talk loud, it goes all the way to the end. <laughs> funny. Yeah, that is funny, huh? <laughs> and that's what my voice looks like on the screen. Hey, you'll be fine, okay? You guys got to go finish watching your show so I can finish recording. Okay. Okay, bye, guys. Have fun. Yeah, well, stay on the couch and that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's because you're not supposed to be roughhousing. I just got a private message from P. 
PTCA flyer. He's an old buddy of mine from the Gowie world. Uh, what's he say here in his PM? It says, I took a chunk out of my 61 tooth rear main and all I have at the moment is a 60 tooth. Will that work until I get another 61 tooth? Well, you know, I'm going to, I'll send, I'll answer your question right here on the show, but I'll, I'll send you a PM in case you don't get a chance to catch this one. But the short answer is no. Uh, the reason why is you can't, that first stage on the Gowie 425 is a two stage, Jake, like what, uh, like what the Goblin is, but that first stage is static. And right. then right. the uh, tail pulley for where you send the tail belt down the uh, uh, boom or whatever, that's also static. So you need a fixed sized main gear. And the 60 tooth main gear is ever so slightly thinner in diameter or diameter. I mean, I guess you could try it, but you'd probably end up, you know, making smooth gears in the process instead of tooth gears. So uh, you're better off just waiting. Um, if you got a, if you've been using a 61 up front, you can always borrow that and swap, you know, swap around or whatever. But long story short, yeah, keep a stash of those in case you do break them because you can't use a different size in that uh, main shaft. So hope that answers your question. All right. Um, I don't know what other maneuvers you got. You're working on. You got to be doing something. Um, yeah, I'm actually trying to work on uh, um, inverted flight you know either forwards or backwards i can you know i can do upright forwards and backwards pretty well um but i want to get down some of the inverted stuff so i can do inverted hurricanes and stuff i mean i can do backwards upright hurricanes or whatever but um i want to get it all inverted and stuff because okay that that one half or that one i guess hemisphere of your your basic maneuvers or whatever is one that i don't have a lot of skill at but See, now, now that, that's kind of funny because I know you can do pyro flips and stuff like that. I can't do pyro flips, but I can fly yeah. in all four orientations. So I can do, you know, inverted forwards and backwards and all that. Right. It's just, it's funny to see the different roads that different people take when they're learning. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and, you know, I think like for me with the pyro flip, I just had this insatiable urge to figure out what the stir was all about and how to stir it right. And, you know, figure if I do it up high enough, I've noticed that, for me at least, for how my helicopter's set up, I can get away with getting a pyro flip done without really giving much collective input up or down. And it does it fast enough where it stays in one spot. But I remember last year, I was at a fun fly, and our buddy uh, Dave Mullen from Anything Heli, he was down there too. And me and him and a couple other guys were talking about that. And one guy was doing a pyro flip split. Kind of the same idea, just kind of mashing it over and just stirring the shit out of the sticks or whatever. And the deal is, if you pay close enough attention, it's not a true pyro flip unless the disc looks like it's doing an even flip, like yeah. straight over away from you or straight to the side. And mine are like that, too, where they don't go straight over. The timing is off, so it almost is like, a, um, I guess, a chaos. That, I mean, it's not intentional, you know what I mean? But yep. um, So, you know, spending more time to get that timing down is something I would have to do, but... Um, I just, yeah, it's, I had this urge to be able to do that. I don't know why, you know, and um, so, you know, I can sort of do it now and um, had plenty of crashes trying to learn it. But the problem is now that I skipped the, some yeah, of those yeah. other basics, it's tried um, half pyro flips I've done with like my Gowie 200. They were really messy and really, really, really ugly. But, yeah, we got through them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that little thing, man, that thing is totally it's like fast forward you know it's funny thing you try to do is and you know i like flying that thing and it's got all kinds of power even on two cells or whatever but as soon as you get that disc 
sideways, you know, where it's not vertical, either, you know, pushing air straight down or straight up, yeah. that thing starts to fall like a rock, you know. So you got to be Johnny on the spot with the collective on that thing. And Yeah. Um, the MCPX yeah. isn't much different. Not that you're going to pyro flip that, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yep. It's not much different. It's a lot of, you know, like the bigger birds, you can have them sideways, it seems like forever, and they just float there, you know, but uh, yeah, the little ones, it's like skipping stones or whatever, but. Yep. Yeah. So last night when we were flying, um, it just, because it adds to the story a little bit, uh, a friend of mine was flying with us and he put his 600 in and that was no fun. But at, right after that, he's like, all right, it's your turn to fly now. So I, I get up there and I take off and I just start doing like four pointed backflips. And I, oh, yeah. I was amazed how long it would just kind of hang in, in the straight up and down before I'd have to bring it back around. It was nice. It was really fun. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. I've been working on some some like uh, like squares. I guess you call them squares. It's like uh, I've seen other people do them too. But if you get enough momentum going, I, I'm trying to instead of a round loop, it's a straight like a square where I, I go up and I go straight up, okay. like nose straight up. Yep. And then I flip over and I kind of go straight and just do squares or whatever. And I can get one or two of those with the X5, but I start to lose that momentum and then it falls apart. But uh, they're cool looking when I start them though. Yeah, I've never really but, done those. Yeah. And, you know, like I was talking before about that that AWOL Nation song or whatever, and that's the first time I've ever actually attempted to fly to music, like on the sim and stuff like that. Mm. But one thing that I did notice by doing that is that because I had something to listen to, some sort of tempo, it made it a lot easier to try to do things with like even timing you know what i'm saying like yeah do a set of tiktoks that are evenly spaced and stuff like that you know or do maneuvers that have little pops at the beginning or the end and stuff because i'm trying to follow the beat almost more like dancing than flying and um i was able to translate that into flying because i i flew that flight where i crashed with my uh my phone playing it and my headphones or whatever and but it's you know i it's a it's a new aspect of of the hobby that i've never tried before you know i i never wanted to dick around with trying to figure out how to choreograph a three or four minute flight and mix music and stuff but just picking a good song with a nice solid beat and flying to that is i think for me it's made a world of difference on you know mixing it up a little bit so that things you're used to doing are a little more exciting or whatever so oh, absolutely. i might continue to do that for sure yeah you, you tend to make things a little bit more crisp when you you listen to music at least for yeah. me at least for me, yep, that's for what sure. happens. I, <clears throat> I started doing that last summer with the 500. And, oh, hold on. Stuff's falling. I'm breaking stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, last summer, I started doing that. And it's just the 500. I wasn't doing anything crazy, you know, just doing some flips and stuff. And I noticed I got a lot more aggressive, too, depending on what song I was listening to. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, that's something to be mindful of, I guess, is when you're flying to music, just pay attention to, you know, do you want to be as aggressive as the song you're listening to? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's some music that I like that if I tried to fly that aggressive, I'd probably wad it up pretty quick. Let's let's try and maybe break down a maneuver, like one of the more basic maneuvers. I mean, you, you can do a Mobius, right? No. You can't do a Mobius? No, I can't. Really? It's the second half. The second half where I'm upside down is the part that I have. Oh right, right. So you know, you don't do I know it's pretty much it's pretty much like a traveling half pyro flip. You know what I mean? And I can do it in a straight line. I can be flying straight and like dip the tail under. You know, like kind of do a, a, a 
you know how you do a loop on axis on your at the same altitude yeah i can do that i can do like a half a pyro flip going forward and end up um upside down nose forward and, and do like a half of a turn and go upside down like that but i can't i can't bring it around like the shape of a mobius and just keep going in that one spot or whatever but okay so. All right, because the, the Mobius, I, I just, I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. So that's one of the things I've been working on. Yeah. But I, like I could do them and they, they just weren't very clean. So I started working on snakes instead. And that actually oh, yeah, has yeah. cleaned up my Mobius a lot. Right on. So for right the on. past probably week and a half when I sim during lunch, I've been working on the snakes and just doing that back and forth and back and forth and. Doing them forwards and backwards. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've been working on a lot more, uh, I guess, uh, traveling maneuvers while I'm flying forwards or backwards or whatever to mix it up. Because up until recently, I pretty much only used forward flight as a means to get from one trick to another or get speed. You know right. what I mean? And, right. But uh, now I'm using it as something to lace a trick onto that line or whatever, and that's kind of cool. Dude, check out that Outrage N2 over there. Yeah, dude, it's sweet. I think that's Burt's, isn't it? Oh, it is? You know, I, I think I'm going to take it for a flight, man. I think I'm going to, I'm not even going to ask him. Yeah, do it. He's not around. All right, here we go. Man, this thing flies nice, man. Nice, I like it. Shit, I think Burt's coming back. Dude, no, really? Yeah, that's him. I'm getting out of here. Be right behind you. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Dude, did you come here to sleep or you come here to fly the N2? Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. So, let's see what we got here. Um, hey, I'm checking out the Facebook page. I checked it out this morning, and from this morning till now, we're up to 961 likes. I think it was like 957 or 959 earlier, so... Uh, I don't know. Keep nice. up the good work. We might hit a thousand for the Dirty Thirty, episode thirty. That'd be nice 30. to be able to give those two things away. Yeah. yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. I know. You know what sucks though? What is going on here? They changed us, didn't they? They changed us to the timeline. Oh yeah, they did for sure. It's yep. it is that way now. I think. Yep. They automatically. Because you got your admin panel on top and all that other shit. Yeah. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> Come on, Facebook. Facebook. I don't like that. I do like your planking picture, by the way. That's good stuff. Yeah, you dig that? Yeah, I got uh, I got a couple other ones. And that place, I know the owners of that place, and, you know, we're, we go in there, we're always doing stuff or whatever. And uh, since I put that picture up, him and a couple other guys are like, yeah, I almost planked a, what did, they, what did he say? He almost planked a, um, like a crosswalk sign or whatever. <laughs> and another guy was like, I almost planked this mailbox or whatever. And I was, So I'm like, yeah, get them and put them up on the, you know, put your pictures up on your wall and shit. It's funny. Yeah. Somebody well, made a comment of mine that it would be funny if I was planking with a plank, and I have a plank, yeah. so I should do another one where I'm planking, where I'm holding my plank. Or, or put the plank planking. on your back. There you go. Yeah, the plank is planking me while I'm planking something else. Yeah. Yeah, what's with the, the scary dude in the background, though? That guy? Oh, he's a, he's a bartender, but he's also a buddy of mine that does, like, uh, pretty much, like, F XFC kind of farm link stuff or whatever. And he has, a, like, a dojo in town and he whatever. But he works here to help the owner out. He doesn't need to work there. He's just being helpful. But nice. So he kind of looks like a bouncer spotter there. I asked him to move the chair out of the way, out of the frame, 
but he must not have heard me right because he didn't move it far enough. <laughs> he's, he's just standing there. So, well, I'll let it slide. Brock, I'll let it slide. No big deal. Oh, okay. So back to inverted flight. Yes. Um, now what I, I was, I've been working on it for a while. It's, you know, just, I work on the fluid of it or fluidity of it. That's right. right. Word. That's a real word. The um, fluidation. But the thought occurred to me the other day and I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but flying inverted forwards is essentially the same as flying a plane upside down so yeah it's yeah, good it's pretty much the same deal you have one yeah i heard you say you have one so take it out flip it over and fly it around upside down yep yeah well and the like the to be fair it's a small it's a little extra the, the uh extra 300 the little sub micro or whatever the um, so find and fly extra 300 3d the umx one the exact same one that i hate i'm looking at right now <laughs> Yes, that, yes. And that's pretty fun to do it on because I can just go nice and slow and lazy. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I can keep that thing upside down as long as I want to, which yeah. is cool. No, that's that's great practice for inverted. Yeah. Well, and I think for me the big deal is that because helicopter flying is so much more rudder heavy than plane flying is, it has to do with, like, when I'm upside down going for I think it's when you're going forward and you're upside down, you got to move the tail opposite to what you're used to moving it. But um, when you're going backwards, it's the same way, or, or I'm no, not sure. The no, one of them is opposite down, once together. When you're upside down, the tail is opposite is to what it is right side up. So right. it's never really, you know, if you want to go right. It's right, never right is right, left is left kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. if you want to go right tail first upside down, you're going left on the stick. If you want to go right nose first upside down, you're still going left on the stick. Yeah, it's a matter of which direction is it where you move the cyclic the same way as the tail. I think that's where I get confused. And yes, yes. So, but um, now that that yeah, took me do? a while too. I mean, to to be able to switch between tail first inverted and nose first and it, inverted took me that took me quite a while. Yeah, I still got to get me a tail for my MCPX because I I just I haven't got around to ordering one yet. But uh, and then I can practice a little bit on that too. Yeah, that's that's pretty good practice for that. Though I, I kind of despise yeah. mine at the moment. It's still broken. It's been broken for a couple weeks now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel bad staring at it, sitting there without a tail on it. But whatever, I got bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah. What Did the you hell? hear R2, R2-D2 just go off in the background there? <laughs> no, I didn't. Damn it. Apparently, the SAB Heli team likes my Goblin post. <laughs> nice. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> did you get your t-shirts yet? Uh, no, not that. They're on the way, I'm sure. Yeah. Dan said he got hey, them in the mail and stuff. but Yeah, he said he sent them out the other day. Though I, I am liking the Savic servos, though. I've been, you know, I have those on the Goblin. They've been holding up pretty yeah. well so far. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Have you had? You haven't crashed that thing yet, have you? The goblin? No. Or have you? No. No. Good. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't want to break the seal unless absolutely necessary. Because uh, are those are metal gears and that's and those servos, right? Yeah. Are they like yep. carbon gears? Nope, or they're all metal. Nice. They're all metal. You're not developing. Well, I suppose you haven't had a really enough flights to really notice if you're developing slop or anything like that. I guess, but no, nothing that I've noticed. Yeah. Right on. Not this far. I'd be anxious um, to see. I know JC's ankle flies them in his X7, the the same yeah. models even as what I have in the Gowie, and he he has hundreds of flights on them, and he says he hasn't had any trouble with them. So, 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. Are those are they, those have straight tooth gears? Are they helical in that thing? Or because I know isn't there a I think torque the torque servos have helicals or something or there's like upgrades you can get with helical gears. I think hmm. maybe I'm talking out of my ass or something, but maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I the, think they're all pretty much straight, but I know these are straight. They're hmm. straighter than you, sir. <laughs> well, you know, and I, the reason I ask that is, you know, I'm a big Hyperion fan. I really like Hyperion servos. I mean, for the price and performance, they just do a great job. And my first set of Hyperion servos I had were the uh, DS20 FMDs, and they were metal geared around the cyclic or whatever. And, you know, I had a fair amount of flights on them, but eventually I started to get some slop in the in the gear train or whatever from those ones. And, you know, I, when I replaced those gears that it was fine, you know, the next time I took out a sacrificial or something, I just put the whole gear set in there and the slop went away, but it was just something that I, I had noticed it finally. And so I just wanted to know if, how those ones were. Yes. Children. You what? Your tutor toy. What? Her turtle, your turtle toy. Oh, your littlest pet shop turtle toy. Where'd it go? Yeah. You guys, you know what you should do? You should go out there and practice backwards inverted hurricanes and then come back and tell me how they work. Okay? <laughs> no, you tell me. I don't know. Yeah. Go fly my X5 out there. You got to put skids on it first. I can't do that. You can't do that. Why not? It's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Volcano erupt? That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys want? What do you need? Yeah. Spit it out. <laughs> can you hear this? I can. You can? Uh huh. That's. <laughs> you think you just puked? What? Did you have a verp just now? What what do you need, bud? You can't hear the movie over me talking in here? Oh. Sure. Volcano kabow! Alright. <laughs> kabow! Yeah. Alright, have fun. Yeah. Nice. A day in the life of a dad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I put this Facebook post up on my wall. Uh, we get this letter from our our uh, school district. It's Our district is ISD 181. So they send me this letter that says uh, essentially that uh, they want to have my kid fill us fill this questionnaire out for my kid because they say he's special. And I'm all excited. And then after I post it, I'm like, do they mean special, like, gifted, or do they mean special, like, fat crayons? What, buddy? <laughs> Come here. Your movie's over. You need a refill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a doggy, too. All right, I yes. will be right back. This is Colin Bell, and you're listening to RC Heli Nation. Okay. Boom. All Boom. right. 
All right. So the other thing I've been doing lately is um, I've been busting out the big tail slides. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. They are fun. And, you know, I was, I, you know, I always did them on the sim and stuff and I do them once in a while, you know, when I was out in the field or whatever. But the other day I was flying the goblin, my friend was over and uh, he's like, all right, well, you, you know, you're a rep now. You got to wow me. So I'm just, right? I'm just kind of goofing around, throwing it around a little bit. And I do a big tail slide and I, I got fairly close to the ground, not super close, but enough where I could hear him like inhale, like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I was right. like, that's it. I'm doing tail slides from now on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, I, I've always liked the idea of the tail slides and stuff, but one thing that I noticed and it's, uh, there's a, a quite a few tricks that are, I kind of like this, that when you stand from the perspective of like when you're spotting or you're right behind the pilot or whatever, there are certain little things that pilots will do to tricks to give you the illusion that the trick is more extreme than it really is, right? Yeah. Like, uh, for instance, like doing a hurricane, for instance, you want to get that thing pretty much knife edge on the sides of the hurricane, but around the back and around the front where you're looking at it to the side, you can't really tell if it's all the way vertical, right? So that's where you're you're leaning it back out to get yourself back a little bit of lift, right? Right. So when you get right. to the sides, the judges see a knife edge. You kind of go knife edge and kind of flatten it out, whatever. And like with uh, tail slides, I started noticing when people are taking video of somebody flying and maybe it's off to the side or something. Yeah. And I wasn't doing this until I started seeing this where I, I always thought I would just do a tail slide straight down and then do like a 90 and just catch it, right? Yeah. But no, then you don't have any momentum. At the end. Yeah, like it's like a tail J. It's like a J slide almost, yep. you know. Like, yeah, and once I started doing that, dude, I was able to get them lower and faster, you know, come down faster and, and kind of essentially, I guess we would say, pull out of it and get a, a hard stop out of it or whatever, but still have momentum to actually fly away from it and stuff. Because before I would just come straight down and then almost pretty much pop into a hover kind of, you know what I mean? And I have anywhere to go after that. but Right. And then you got to, you know, ankle it off and you lose, you lose the yeah, momentum of the flight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like trying to tap dance with one shoe on or something like that. <laughs> yeah, know. pretty much. <laughs> I, I did one with the, the 500 yesterday and I swear, I mean, from my perspective, even it looked like the skids were about five inches off the ground when I came out of it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Those are, those are nice. Every now and then, it, you know, I, I don't try and do it on purpose a lot, but every now and then I'll try to fly really low. And like last year at a fun fly, we were doing it. You know how it is when you're out with friends or whatever, you kind of can egg each other on or whatever. And so I was doing TikToks really low where like the tail disc was cutting the grass almost, you know, and I came forward out of one and I went to go just level so I could climb out and I did a little tap. I like tapped the skids on the ground and I took off and everybody got a kick out of that. But skid since bump. then, every time, yeah, ever since then, every time I try to do a skid bump on purpose, I usually break the damn things. And so I don't, uh, <laughs> it's hard don't to lay it without them, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is tough. You can't just have like the 200. I mean, I don't recommend people do this, but I've flown the 200 back to me and caught the thing. You know what I mean? And, but uh, you can't pull that off for the Yikes. next five or nothing, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of my 200. <laughs> yeah they're they're they sound pretty mean man i've been hit by my 200 though so i broke the seal and so i'm not as scared because i know what it feels like or whatever but you got hit um, by your 200 oh yeah dude it came it came at me hard too i was doing uh i was doing something in front of me and i i had myself flying back towards myself tail in and i was going to do something where i'd like push out away from myself you know how you see people kind of do like a 
wall of death or something and they come close and they pull away or whatever it was something yeah. like that but it, it just didn't translate it like i wanted to and so i mean I, it was like fall or something so i had a heavier jacket on but i kind of turned to the side with my arm up and it hit my arm and my back and fell to the ground right next to me and whatever you know it stung a little bit but um you had some good bruises don't lie <laughs> <laughs> no i actually uh i broke quite a few things with that thing actually i broke my christmas tree once uh flying it circuits inside I broke my kitchen window because I was trying to do uh, um, some low inverted stuff in my front yard and I went to flip it back over and it flew like at me into the side and smashed nose first into my kitchen window and broke it. And Yeah, you're not supposed like, to fly the Gowie 200s in the house. No, no, but um, I have yet to have the balls to flip it over and land it on my ceiling in the kitchen, but I'd like to try that. I've, cool. I've done that with the MCPX. <laughs> That's about as far as I'm getting yeah right yeah no no higher than that yeah i don't know so actually um i got the mcpx when it first came out and my friend oh, and yeah. i were joking that we were going to compete with each other and whoever could you know flip it and stick it to the ceiling first won so what i do yeah, yeah. is i take some <laughs> scotch tape and i get up there with the mcpx and i tape it to the ceiling yeah yeah and then I spun the blades <laughs> up and took a picture of it and sent it to him. It was hysterical. Nice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, you won. All right, hang on one sec. I got yep. to gotta regulate. Here. Regulate. I don't know what they're doing out there. But Mar- I heard Marissa. She's like, Simon has the belt. So I don't know what that's all about. So he's got a belt. I don't know if he's trying to, I don't know, put it on her or, or what. that's all right this morning i caught my kid has this insatiable like need to walk the dog on the dog's leash like in the house or whatever it doesn't matter where but then i go walking into my kitchen i hear the sound of cat claws like skidding on the ground and i look and my kid has the leash around the cat's neck but not with a collar so it could get tighter or whatever and he wasn't thinking about that but the cat bolted off and ran between our cupboard and the fridge and around the corner and he was tugging on it, and then he let it go. So I'm sitting here going, all right, I've got a cat way back behind the fridge that's got a leash on his, around his neck, and he's probably choking on it right now. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I had to actually pull the cat around the corner of the cupboard out by his neck and take the damn thing off of him, and the thing was scared shitless. And I, I oh, bet. man, I don't know. Poor cat. Yeah. I know, I know. So I told him that from now on, the leash is completely off limits. Yeah. So now he's got a belt toy. instead. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Things kids do. I know. I know. Yeah. My kid's got a pretty active imagination, so if he does get into this hobby, I could picture him trying to make some sort of, like, Frank and Helly thing and make it fly. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot of that. I, I used to try and make, like, gyrocopters and stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not saying they like a, any of them flew very well, but <laughs> all right. Like I have this pipe dream about wanting to build a quadcopter out of uh four uh Gowie 425s somehow and like put the gear train in the middle so like one big motor will just uh drive them all. Translate down all the shafts or something like that and yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd and then do cool. variable pitch on all the ends. Yeah. 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 That would be neat. Um what do you have, have, have for some... a power system in your 200? My Gowie 200? Yeah. Uh, I've just, I'm flying a stock Gowie 18 amp controller and uh, one of the, those Z-Power 5150 motors and two cell. Okay. Right, on a 16 I, I have the stock ESC and motor in mine and 
for some reason, I get like a strange pulsing. Yeah. 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 It's just constant. It's just like, wah, 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 wah. like it's hitting a rev limiter or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know what that actually might be, though? You want to double check it because I noticed that I'll start to hear that after a, a bunch of flights. And it's usually because maybe the uh, the belt had got loose or something at one point. And so you'll probably have a range of teeth on that tiny belt that are probably smoothing over or something. And so when it hits the main gear, it sounds slightly different. Um, or if you watch it, when you spool it up, you might see the belt like for one little section, you might see the belt like kind of lip over the top lip of the pulley or whatever. But the idea with those little ones is if you take the belt off and you hold it between your fingers, you should be able to tug on it and it would stay straight. But if you tug on it and one or more parts of it kind of rotate, yeah, that, that means the threads inside the belt are actually given out, right? And so one end can be pulled tighter than the other and eventually that belt's going to go on you, you know, and... But uh, I always keep an extra couple belts on. It's rare. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like a super regular thing, you know. But with that helicopter, you kind of have to have like a medium tight belt on it, and um, right. otherwise it skips, you know, under load and stuff. So I I go through belts on that thing. Well, I figure what I don't know, but the when my five fifty when it was belt drive, those teeth are huge on that thing. So, but um, <laughs> so no chance of you know wearing them out, I guess. But yeah, right. that little two hundred. I had one. The first time I noticed that and realized I had to pay more attention to it, I was flying this nice big circuit and all of a sudden it just, I saw something fall out of the helicopter and it was the belt spinning out of the pulley and then it just started to rotate. And so I found myself doing this huge circuit while pyroing at probably like 15 miles an hour, a circuit probably like 60, 70 feet around, like two feet off the ground. Like, okay, now what? I want to land. How the hell do I land this thing? And (laughs) <laughs> and I'm surprised I kept it level. And that was with the old school Gowie 365 gyro, and it didn't freak out on me, which I was surprised. But uh, I finally did get it to slow down, and I just kind of landed, did this little barrel roll in the grass. And, you know, this thing's pretty resilient, so nothing broke or whatever, but the belt at least broke, but nothing else did. Yeah, yeah I've only put my 200 in once, and that was because the gyro I had in it kind of gave out mid-flight, and I started doing, like, it had about a 180 degree tail wag to it. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was not fun. Yeah. So I, oh, I just sure. kind of set it down as gently as I could. I broke a skid and bent the fly bar. And then I was like, oh, look, fly bar's yeah. bent. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We and don't need that there anymore. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, right on. Yeah, dude. I had, I had uh, mentioned on the last show about no bar, dude. Yeah. I tried no bar on my Gowie 200. It's a lot of work, but it's, I don't know. Man, it's <laughs> kind of fun to realize that actually is functional. You know, you can do it, but um, yeah. I flew no bar on my uh, Gowie 550 for a long time before I got my Beast X's and that wasn't, wasn't too bad. I was surprised. It just had insanely fast flip and roll rates and stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, again, you know, your right, your right hand has to become the fly bar then and do all those corrections. And so, yeah, it's a lot of busy work. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Yeah. Did yeah. you do anything more than hover it? Oh yeah, yeah. I fly around, do circuits, do tricks, and stuff like that. But uh, you had to manually, because you know, like when you're in the middle of doing like a, a, a kind of a flip, you can kind of let go, and the the bird will sort of coast out of that last little tiny piece of that move or whatever, right? And kind of stabilize itself. Well, you have to manually put all of those moves onto the stick while you're doing the trick, you know. And so it's, it, yeah. I mean, it's you got to pay a lot of attention and it's not fun to fly three or four flights in a row like that, you know, just because there's so much extra work you're doing. And 
Um, I know for me doing that made yeah, me appreciate that's, that's crazy. what a yeah, yeah. So you know, I appreciate what a fly bar does now more, and even more what a fly barless controller does. But you know, there's a um, there's a, a group at uh, Helifreak called No Bar Aficionados that I started, and a bunch of guys joined up to that. Uh, Chris Bergen and a couple other bigger name people because they everybody all those people have at least one helicopter they fly No Bar on or whatever, and um, everybody shoots the shit about flying like that. And so. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just want to do like sport flight or something like that, you could just turn the rates like way down, turn your do rates way down and add a bunch of expo in the middle and you'd easily have a nice smooth flying helicopter, you know, that you could do nice sport flight with. But if you want something where you need quick maneuvers and stuff, the trade-off is that center stick becomes really busy, you know? Yep. So, yep. yeah. So we do or we don't recommend no bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the faint-hearted, but if you pull it off, it feels good to say I flew that thing without any sort of stabilization, and it didn't wad it up, wad itself up into a hundred pieces or whatever. So now the question—it's kind of one of those to say I've done it or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. Have you flown no bar with no gyro? <laughs> no, no, not without that. No, no tail gyro, but. Uh, Oh, that'd be pretty nuts, I guess. I think, you know, if you did it right, you probably could get a helicopter to fly without a tail gyro with a bunch of mixing. You know, take a 9303 or something with a lot of different mixes Yep. and make up a whole bunch of different mixes related to tail functionality, you know. Oh, Revo cyclic mixing and collective. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, mix all of that stuff together. And you probably could get it to a place where you're minimally managing the tail on purpose, you know, but... You wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't find yourself doing like a backwards inverted hurricane at high speeds or whatever. Because no matter what, no amount of mixing is going to hold that still. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nuts. Your tail's but, coming uh, around, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yep, yep. For sure, weather weather vane to the max for sure, man. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, it looks like we've successfully put about an hour's worth of stuff down. I know. Portions of it are this what you hear coming again. Yeah. What? What's the matter, dude? Did ya? Yeah. What is that in your hand? This? Yeah, that. Oh, the Yeah, put it down. If you guys weren't roughhousing, you wouldn't hurt yourself. Well, she's trying to cheese me for her baby. They're losing yeah, interest no in whatever they were doing before. So, you know how that gets. But, uh, yep, that's right. That's how it is. Can you hear them out there? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Here he comes. Hey, two things. One, you guys got to be quiet because we're going to do our outros. And two, please close the door. Okay. And then I'll be done and we can go outside and play. But you can go outside right. today? Yes. It's nothing but wet so. crap here today. Is it? It's raining out there? It's nice as hell out right now. It's windy, but um, it's it's all sunny out or whatever. But huh? So uh, I guess that's about it for this week. Yeah, yeah. Let's put uh, put that there, and we'll give Dan yeah, something no. to do, and he can play <laughs> Parcheesi with these two audio clips. And if he can if he can make it into a viable episode, I will have to say in front of the entire listening public that Dan's kung fu is strong because. Uh, if you can, Dan, if you can handle putting me and Jake in in our place and make this sound really good, more power to you, dude. 
Otherwise, uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, I guess, right? So uh, if people want to get a hold of you, Jake, how do they do that? Except I'm Dan right now. Oh, that's right. If people want to get a hold of you, Dan, yeah. uh, how do they do that? <laughs> well, people could reach me at dan at rchelynation.com or Dan K. Reed on most of the forums. What about you, Rob, if I wanted to get in touch with you? Well, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, I mean, the, the easiest way I think to do it would be to go to uh, Universal Studios and find they have an exhibit of the old Quantum Leap swag and steal that little Quantum Leap gadget that made that guy go into other people's bodies and then go into my body when I was a kid and write a letter and bury it in my yard and then come back to the future and write another note but stick it in my uh, suitcase so that when I go to Urcha, I'll open it and I'll find it. And then when I get back, it'll give me something to do. And then I can dig this hole up like a time capsule and I'll have your your note from the past that's from right now and I'll read it. And then, uh, you know, maybe I'll reply to you if I, if I feel like it. Or if you want to, I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to, you <laughs> could just reach me at rob at rchelynation.com. You know, that's kind of the boring way to do it, I guess. But uh, people say it works. Um, or you can hit me up, uh, you know, on the website. I've got a link to my uh, to my uh, blog out there too. Uh, you can catch me on any of the uh, any of the heli forums out there. I'm next gen, of course. Everybody knows that. Or uh, come uh, come check my page out on Facebook. Yes. You know, um, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, you can uh, email me at jake at rchelynation.com. Um, you have my webpage also, uh, jakerc.com. Or catch me on the site Instant Messenger. I'm there most days every day. Yeah, yeah. If and I'm another slow, way you can get it's because I'm actually working. So, you know, be patient. <laughs> it might take me a couple minutes to get back to it, but I will get there. Yeah, once the boss goes around the corner, right? You know, we forgot there's another way you can get a hold of Dan, too. Um, apparently, he's a mod at um, scooterpimpin.com. <laughs> so, if you go there, you can check out his uh, his pimpin' scooter thread. So. His pimpin' scooter. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. We'll just talk to you later. Don't be too hasty going in there. I had Taco Bell for lunch. There you go. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. See you later. All right. Catch you later. <laughs>